0: I know, I know, the title of the video must have triggered some people already, but let us settle this debate once and for all. By now, you must have heard people, especially Americans, saying they do not like capitalism. They say they have something better. Socialism. When presented with the facts of what happened with socialism in countries like Venezuela and its authoritarian tendency, they say they have a new variant of socialism, called Democratic Socialism, that fixes this issue and in return gives you something perfect, like a utopia, like in Scandinavian countries, like Denmark and Sweden. But is Sweden a socialist country? Let us dig deep into it. A quick Google search of the basic definition of socialism goes something like this a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. On the other hand, a definition of capitalism goes something like, an economic and political system in which trade and industry of a country are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. If you are finding a country that fits the first definition, your search won't take you to Sweden. The simple fact is that Scandinavian countries are not socialist by any stretch of the definition or imagination. Sweden is a free market economy, with private companies operating for their profits first, which is a hallmark of capitalism. Here, a classical capitalist would just leave the discussion saying there is nothing more to discuss. While having a free market system, Sweden also has very generous welfare programs operated by the government that apparently gives it a socialist leaning? Technically, most of the countries in the world are what we would call mixed economies, with some elements owned by private companies and others owned by the government. But if you insist on calling it anything other than capitalist, you can call it a mixed economy or a compassionate version of capitalism. There have been numerous occasions when people from Nordic countries have denied being a socialist economy. The Prime Minister of Denmark, in a lecture at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government, addressed the topic without any hesitation and gave a straightforward answer by stating that Denmark is far from a socialist planned economy and instead they are a free market economy. The executive editor-in-chief of Politiken, a leading Danish newspaper, noted that the idea that Denmark is a highly regulated society with a closed economy is far from their national reality. The reaction from the Swedes to claims that Sweden is a socialist utopia is similar to that of the Danes. A Swedish public policy analyst named Nima Sanananji gained global notoriety when he published a book that argued that the global left's obsession with Sweden being a standard for socialism is premised on myths, fallacies, outright falsities, and some half-truths. Back in the 1970s and 80s, the government heavily controlled the economy by collecting and spending high taxes. It was not technically what you would call socialism, but it was something pretty close to it. The current welfare system and labor union's big influence in politics and high taxes ushered in an era of slow economic growth. As a result, the economy plummeted significantly, Sweden's GDP dropped from 4th to 13th. After two decades of slow economic growth, they took a smooth turn with major economic reforms by reducing the government's role in certain aspects, including cutting public spending, privatizing many state-owned companies, eradicating some government monopolies, and changes in inheritance rules. That has to be done to save the stagnating economy. As a result, a change in economic growth was seen, but what did not change was the welfare programs because you can't give something to the citizens and then take it away. How are you gonna get the votes then, right? So most of the welfare programs remain intact, including state-paid colleges and universities, elderly care, healthcare, childcare programs, pensions, 18-month paid parental leave, state-paid childcare and so on. But the government's regulations on these welfare programs didn't work in the best possible ways. Solution? Well, they privatized many of these programs too. While you keep hearing of how big a utopian heaven Sweden is, no one talks about how Sweden's economy heavily relies on the free market, free trade, and competition. The same free market economy is what pays for Sweden's attractive welfare programs. If you are under the impression that Sweden takes from the rich and gives to the poor, we have bad news for you. Sweden is no Robin Hood. Just like any other tax system, the average and low average earners are the ones who are squeezed more. Sweden has a lower corporate income tax compared to what an individual pays. The constitution of Sweden does not have any specific economic, political or religious ideology attached to it. In short, nothing like People's Republic of China or the Islamic Republic of Iran. It is officially called the Kingdom of Sweden because first it is a monarchy, but it also has a parliament. In short, Having a parliament and democracy make it look like any other Western country. While Sweden has a king and a royal family, their role in politics is limited. Long story short, Sweden is a monarchy along with a democracy, a king, and a parliament. Scandinavian countries sit at the very top of almost every global index, including Life Expectancy Index, Quality of Life Index, Prosperity Index, Democracy Index, Global Entrepreneurship Index, Least Corrupt Countries Index, happiness index, work-life balance index, and so on. So it's no surprise that Sweden and other Scandinavian countries show up in the news even during the election campaigns of many countries. But let's highlight some of the facts that no one usually talks about. The country is notorious for its high income taxes on the middle class while significantly low corporate tax rates. In Sweden, the ownership of the means of production and the allocation of capital is largely a private affair. Swedes like to own things. They can start companies, and in fact, it's easy to start a company. Many famous names started in Sweden, including IKEA, Minecraft, and Spotify. Sweden's high schools are a perfect example of a free market economy. Many schools are private, also referred to as independent schools, but students receive vouchers from the government for their tuition, but the students are in charge of choosing what school they want to join. This is very similar to charter schools in the United States or academies in the United Kingdom. The competition between private schools is what makes them offer a better quality of education. The population is an important factor too. Sweden has a population of over 10 million, whereas America has at least 10 states that have more population in each. The kind of model Nordic countries have implemented could only have been possible in smaller countries where people are most like-minded. In short, there is less diversity of beliefs and values and everyone is more or less on the same page compared to other countries. Sweden ranks very high on the equality index. Income equality is calculated by the World Bank using the Gini coefficient. An easy way to understand is that it's a number between 0 to 100. Zero would indicate that everyone in the country has the same income, 100 would indicate that one person gets all the income. South Africa and Zambia are some of the countries with the highest inequality and are marked by the Gini coefficient of 57 and 54 respectively. The United States and the United Kingdom are at 41 and 34. Sweden has a Gini coefficient of 28. Only a few countries rank above that. They also don't have any overarching price control policy or a policy on minimum wage, but the wages for low-skilled jobs are higher than that in the US. That is influenced by the labor unions. Some also say that the labor unions have disproportionate power in the country. Marginal taxes, also known as progressive taxes, is another reason for income equality. At its maximum, the top Swedes pay at 57% and it applies to all income over 1.5 times the average income in the country. If we compare it to the Americans, their top marginal tax rate is 37%. Another difference is that you need to be making over $518,000 per year in the US to be taxed at 37, whereas in Sweden, you're taxed at 37 when you make just 82,000 per year. While Sweden has one of the least income equality, the wealth inequality is a different story. When it comes to wealth inequality, Sweden is the second most unequal country in the world after the US. Their wealth Gini coefficient is 84. In short, their wealth gap is one of the highest. So, if you think Sweden is just taking money from the rich to transfer it to the poor, you could not be more wrong. Sweden has the second highest number of billionaires per capita after Switzerland, and the business owners and entrepreneurs know how to be taxed at a flat rate of 30% by taking dividends from their companies. The short answer is Scandinavian's case as Socialist Heaven is discussed more by the politicians and social justice warriors than the economists. This debate is particularly alive and well in the political theater of the United States of America, where some politicians name drops Denmark, Sweden, Finland, and others as the epitome of democratic advancement. These politicians rhapsodize about the gains available to the citizens of Sweden, especially when they're on the campaign trail canvassing for votes during elections, They woo the American electorate with promises of benefits akin to what the Swedes enjoy. When Barack Obama was still the American president, it was reported that he remained amazed that most countries weren't governing like the Nordic countries because that seemed to be the way to go in his estimation. In short, your opinion on Sweden's case is more influenced by who you're listening to and your preferred political ideology. All Nordic countries are free market capitalist countries. They operate like any other free markets. They're fully open and can trade worldwide like most of the countries in the world. The difference comes in their welfare state. Social security in Scandinavia is much more generous compared to other free market economies. This may come as a surprise, but most of the western countries have a social democracy where governments intervene to give some welfare benefits to the citizens, although that happens to different extents in different countries. That does not mean the country has become socialist. Neither social democracy nor welfare state is synonymous with socialism, and social democracy does not mean the end of capitalism. For any system to work, trust is one of the key factors, and it looks like people in Nordic countries have a high level of trust in the government. Just like many countries have a cycle of high corruption and low trust in the government continuously feeding into each other, Nordic countries have a cycle of high trust in government and low corruption feeding into each other. Applying the same model in other countries or suggesting it is just unwise, but everyone should learn from it. Is Sweden's welfare system great? Yes. Can you call Sweden a capitalist country? Yes. Can you call it a mixed economy? Yes. Is Sweden a socialist country? No. Can we apply the same model in other countries? No. We read all the comments and reply to all of them. Share your thoughts by writing in the comment section below.